episode 54 of the Elevate Your Running podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. It is a big week, and I hope it is for you as well. Sarah, is it a big week for you? How are you? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I feel like it is a big week for you. I've noticed your mileage is is up, and it looks like training is going well for you. Yeah, yeah. Mileage is up. It feels really good. Um, I should crack about 65 miles this week. We're only in week two of marathon prep. So it's exciting. Um, And yeah, I'm just really excited to see what I can create in April. And, um, and I feel really good, which is like one of the best things and, and gifts really um, at this point. So yeah, very excited. Yeah. That's really great to see. I saw your 20 miler this past weekend and I was like, man, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she just began the prep for this marathon. So that's a pretty good starting point. Um, but it's going to be exciting to watch marathon preps are so fun. They're challenging and put their challenging in all, all the right ways for someone like you who loves running. So it's great to see what is your elevated moment of the week? Yeah. I mean, it really just, you led right into it. So, um, my 20 mile run on Saturday was so great. Um, you know, I went into it thinking, you know, this could be a long 20 miles. It was all easy. And my experience prepping for Chicago, several of my long runs had goal pace in them. So going into a 20 mile or 20 mile, that's all easy. is like, okay, we're in this for three hours. Um, but I, you know, got to run with a friend. Um, so I left from my place, ran to meet her. And then we got to run about eight and a half miles together. Um, and what was really cool too, there were so many people out in Boulder that morning. So I was seeing a bunch of people that I knew and a lot of like, you know, high fives and Hey, um, you know, nice work, looking good, all that kind of stuff. It was really great energy. And then, um, you know, I felt really strong for the whole run, which also felt amazing. Um, I had a whole repeat workout the day before. So I was really happy that my legs felt good. And I think the coolest part was, um, I actually got to see my coach twice. And the second time around, she was like passing me and, um, my friend Marilee, who I was running with, and we were running slight downhill and, um, and she kind of like held back a little bit and we got to run with her for about a mile before we split off. And, um, so it's just a really great run, uh, overall. And it makes me really excited for this prep because yeah, I think I'm, you know, one of possibly the few people going into running Boston right now, running, um, already having a 20 miler, um, done. So it feels good. And I won't be running that long this weekend though. That's true. So that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a race this weekend? <laughs> I might have a race this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might have a race this weekend, um, somewhere warm and, um, yeah. So I'm actually going to Mesa, Arizona and running, um, the 10 K distance on Saturday morning. Um, but what's really cool about it this week is that we're training right through it. So I'm not tapering and we're just going to push through it and just see how my legs and, and more importantly, my mind respond to it. Um, 
So, you know, it should be, should be a great morning and I'm looking forward to a really strong race. And if a PR happens, it's going to be amazing. I think I have the capability to do that. Um, but if it doesn't, that's okay too, because I'm going down with a few friends. It's a very short trip, um, but it's mm -hmm. exciting to be able to do it. And then I have my long run on Sunday. Yeah. Shout out to uh, episode three and four in Mesa, Arizona for this podcast last year uh, when we went down for Sarah's marathon and Abby's half marathon. And I got to meet Jesse on the trip. It was just a really fun trip. We recorded two podcasts out there at the the very beginning of this journey. So that was fun. Uh, Mesa, Arizona will always hold a special place in my heart from that trip. Oh gosh, that was such a great trip. And yeah, we got to meet some amazing people. And um, it was a very warm, I would consider it a warm morning for a marathon. Uh -huh. uh, but all the distances start at the same time, which is really cool. Um, they all start at 6.30 a.m. We all start in the dark. And it'll be interesting to see how pacing goes for the first few miles, running completely in the dark. I think, you know, it takes about 15 minutes or so before the sun to rise um, for that run. So it's going to be a cool experience to go back and do something, you know, a little bit shorter than last time running the full marathon. And it's always fun to test fitness. So yeah, I'm excited. Race weekends are so fun. Um, which, you know, leads me to you, Austin. How are you doing? How are you feeling? It's race week for you. Yeah. Yeah. The race week that I wasn't sure would ever actually be here. It feels pretty surreal. Um, this weekend, Saturday morning, I'll be starting my trek through 100 miles and I'm excited. I'm, uh, more than anything, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not really nervous. I know it's going to be hard. It's like, it's not going to be a shock that it's going to be hard, um, at some points. And we'll just, you know, we'll push off as far as we can until it, it gets really challenging, but you know, I'm, I'm bringing, with me a lot of friends out there to support and just to spend time uh it should be a beautiful area for a race uh it's in a state park so it's gonna be a really fun time i'm looking forward to it it's it's an experience that i already know will be something that i'll never forget and that was part of the reason that i signed up for it is i wanted a memorable experience that was really going to challenge me um and the training has been fun there's been a lot of memorable memorable moments from the training by itself um so now that we're finally at race week it, it doesn't feel like it's actually here but i know that i'm prepared for it i know that i'm i'm ready mentally and physically and uh now it's just a matter of making sure that everything's in order and we're ready to go for probably about 24 hours is is around what i'm expecting hopefully if if things are flowing pretty well out there yeah, I mean, I have to laugh. I think it was you that we were talking about. Like, did someone ask you like your time goal or something? And you're like, uh, the finish? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is no yeah, time goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's great that you kind of have something, you know, in your mind of what you'd like to hit. And do you have that like race week taper, like energy? Like, are you feeling really good and energetic I, I feel like i feel like i've been able to channel a lot of my energy into other areas of my life and we've talked about like taper um you know a lot on this podcast and just from the standpoint of like recovery if you want to maximize your performance 
I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing a good job with my taper. Um, and with that, I've kind of, you know, allowed myself more time to focus on work, more time to focus on things outside of work that I might not be able to focus on as much when I'm, you know, into training multiple hours a day is what it feels like, um, even on the weekdays. So yeah, I've, uh, I've been able to kind of separate from that a little bit and, and, you know, I think because of that, it's like, it's creeping up on me. It's like, it's here in a few days and, um, it, it's an exciting time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. We both get to race on the same day, which we figured out maybe a month or so ago. I've been actually holding this, uh, 10 K back. Um, no one really knew about it. I actually didn't really want to talk about it. It's fine that people know about it. Um, a lot of times I parade my, or it feels like I talk a lot about all my races. So I didn't want to do it this time around. Um, but it's still going to be a really great experience. So when we, so when I, when I shared with you that I was running this 10 K and we decided or figured out that it was going to be on the same morning, it's like, this is so cool. It's like vastly different races, right. Um, starting around the same time in the morning and, you know, you'll definitely be with me when it gets challenging for what's going to be challenging for me. And it's going to be really cool to be able to also like follow you. I'm sure there's an app we can maybe include it in Mm -hmm. the show notes. Um, if you want people to track you and, you know, send you messages of encouragement. Um, and it's just going to be so cool to see what you get to create in this space. And you are a thousand percent, right. That you are going to be so much stronger for this. And it's going to be something that you look back on at the end of life and it's probably going to be one of those top moments for you. And that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, as you're talking, like, that's the power of running. That's the power of choosing things that are hard and and embracing them and welcoming them and really just continuing to search for those things. And that's what we find in running. And that's what we want to discuss today. We want to discuss discuss the power of running specifically through the lens of things that we wish we knew before we began running. We've had a similar episode to this. We had an episode on things that we wish we knew before running our first marathon. However, that was a lot different. We discussed kind of the ins and outs that we discovered through marathon training. Today's episode is more so about running as a whole. And I think we'll get into a lot of the mental side of running as opposed to strictly like training um, and, and that's what we want to hit at. Like if you are a newer runner or maybe you're an experienced runner who just wants to reflect on all that running has provided you and your life, we both believe that running has a unique power. And, you know, I enjoy strength training. I enjoy a lot of different activities and forms of training, but there's something about running and the clarity that it provides, the perspective that it affords and that is powerful it is unique and it's special and it's something that we want to discuss today so i will lead off we're going to both share three three things that we have identified as items that we wish we knew before running my first is that you are equal parts a runner and more than a runner at the same time 
this is something that came to mind because when I was first beginning running, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, that you don't know if you get to call yourself a runner just yet. You're running and you're enjoying it and you're seeing progress, but do you really get to say that you're a runner? Are you really going to share this activity with the world? You feel like it's becoming a part of who you are, but you're not sure. And that is really what sparked this idea because now I feel like I'm at a point where I can confidently say that I'm a runner. I've been doing this for a few years and I really enjoy it. And it's it's a part of my identity to the point that I would never want to stop running. And now I'm almost at the point where I identify not only as a runner, but also as other things. I don't want to be put inside the box of only being a runner. I want to also be able to do other activities and allow running to feed into my whole life as opposed to running being my whole life. So you are equal parts a runner and more than a runner at the same time. So whatever phase of that you're in, whether you're newer to running and you need to accept that you are now a runner and that that's a very exciting place to be, or that maybe you've been running for a while and you feel like it is who you are. It is it is all encompassing in your life. It's okay to take a step back and say, I am more than this. This feeds into my life, but it doesn't have to take up every bit of who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I love this first one, Austin, because um, it's very, very similar to the first idea that I wrote down as well. Um, and it's so important because you know, Dr. Justin Ross has talked about this in a recent podcast episode about how we can't identify really as a runner, because if it were to be taken away, whether we get injured, whether our life just gets really busy and we just can't seem to manage or do it all, then it becomes this identity crisis of if it's taken away, you don't necessarily know who you are anymore. So it gets to be part of who you are, but invitation to also think about all the other things that make you you and that's really special too um it's really cool to be able to say that yes you are a runner but you're also you know um into strength training and maybe you're doing a competition around weightlifting or you're focusing more on um you know cross training exercises like cycling um those can be great too in colorado like there's so many runners who you know, take a little like a modified winter and they really focus in on skiing and snowboarding. And I think ultimately, like, it's always fun to say you're an athlete, right? And like being able to like shift and pivot into multiple and different areas of being an athlete and being able to like create something so special in each day. Um, you know, I am very, very heavy into the running scene, right? Um, and I'm fully aware of that. But I also, you know, really love other things and doing other things and, um, and aligning myself and who I am as a person and removing the runner, Sarah, and the coach piece to it too, as well. So a lot of times you'll hear me say athletes. Um, and I like using that word because I feel like it's more, um, it's just well-rounded, right? And it kind of brings like the runner 
to um, to a point of understanding that there's so much more than that. But I also feel like to my first point on this topic, you know, mine is you are your own best definition of what it gets to be, what of what it means to be a runner. So very similar to Austin, like you get to define how you show up to be a runner or to be an athlete. And that's going to look different for every single one of us, right? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I'm running 65 miles in week two of this Boston build. And there's 12 weeks that we're building to. Um, And that's going to look vastly different than my coach who's running in like the 120s, right? Or maybe it's like a you know, someone training for their first race and they're stringing together, you know, consistency within three or four days and they're really excited to get to 20 miles or 30 miles. Like that is amazing. Like you get to meet yourself where you're at and you also get to be the best definition of who you are as just what you can do in this moment because there's so many different seasons in life. There's so many different things that we get to do. And we also get to lean into our strengths and just who we are and what we're capable of doing. Cause we all know that if we bite off more than we can chew, you know, that can lead to injury. It can lead to burnout. And we've talked about that on the episodes. Um, I think we started the year off with the burnout episode and that's not a fun place to be. So you really get to, you know, do everything that you can do to stop the comparison trap and stop um, just, yeah, comparing yourself to other athletes and just dive all in on what you can do in this season and be really, really proud of that. Yeah, you get to establish the standard that you want to perform at. And if that standard looks like that you are a beginner runner, embrace that standard because the only way that you can progress is by being where you're at right now. So when you understand where you're at, it allows you to set the ideal situation for your growth. And you're looking at that on a week to week, month to month basis, you're setting goals and you're reaching goals. And as you achieve those goals, you set them even bigger. And that's what progression looks like. And all of that starts with understanding where you're at right now. And leading into my second point here of something that I wish I knew before beginning as a runner is that how you feel matters. And I mean this in the way of intuition. The more that I go throughout my life, not just in running, but in other areas of my life as well, the more that I really buy into the importance of intuition. And if it feels right, it probably is right. And if it feels wrong, it probably is wrong. And you just have to trust that gut feeling that you get about something. And I relate that to training in the way of understanding that your body's going to provide you with feedback. And it's going to give you the signals that you need to hear. And it's just a matter of whether or not you're going to listen to those signals. And More often than not, over my first three or so years as a runner and more than that as just someone who enjoys moving their body and training, I can say that I have not listened to the signals of my body, but the more that I have not listened, the more that I've learned I need to be listening. 
So to be in, intuitive, and that's really why I decided to pursue this goal that I have right now. And the the way that I decided to approach this goal of like saying, I don't need a coach. I don't need a training program. I just need to trust that I know what I need to do to get there to the end of the goal. And that I can guide my body through that. I can listen to the feedback of my body. I can make adjustments on the fly as necessary. And as a result of doing that and trusting my intuition, I've learned a lot about myself and about training and about some of the things that that can push you over the edge of like too much and the things that, you know, maybe I could have pushed a little bit further in certain areas of my training. And all of that comes from understanding that how you feel matters. It's not just a matter of like, oh, I'm I'm being soft today. Like, I don't want to train. I can push through this. That's a lot of times the direction that people go. Your body's going to provide you feedback. And if you don't listen, it's going to scream louder and louder and louder. And the last thing that you want, if you go back to our last episode, we talked a lot about injury prevention. A big part of injury prevention and ultimately by staying healthy, you're going to perform at a higher level. A big part of that is by listening to your body. And if you work with a coach, being an advocate for how you feel can also be very important because your coach needs the feedback of, is the training working? How is it working for you? How is it not working for you? What are the trends that you're seeing? And all of that comes from just understanding and listening to how you feel and reflecting on it. Absolutely. Communication with yourself, communication with your coach is so huge. I remember when I first got into running and really when I was, gosh, even like five years ago, I was still incorporating some like high intensity workouts and running. And I was always fighting a niggle or always injured. There was always something going on. And that's not a fun place to be, right? It's like your body is telling you this is too much. And maybe it's your mind and maybe it's your heart. It doesn't want to listen. It just wants to continue to move. At least for me, I love movement so much that it it really does allow me that release that um, that I really like need and enjoy on a daily basis. And, you know, it's it's really, really tough when your body is saying like, oh, you know, your ankle isn't feeling great again, or your calf or your Achilles or your hip flexors or whatever it is. But there are so many studies out there and so many coaches that will say, like, if you can just like listen to your body and if you are experiencing niggles to like take a step back and don't push through it, just take a rest day. Sometimes when those first like little like baby niggles pop up, um, if we can take one, two, up to three rest days, it's instantly gone. Like the the next time that you run again, it's gone. It's not going to be a problem. It's when we start to push through that. And, you know, some warning signs are if the injury or the niggle is starting to increase in intensity, or there's a sharp pain when running, never, never, never run through that. That is a really dangerous place to be because ultimately you're just digging yourself into a into a bigger hole that you're going to have to work your way out of which means a lot of rest um but the other thing as a coach that i see a lot is when athletes are sick 
or they have COVID and they don't want to stop running. And I'm like, why? Let's, let's take a week off. Let's take some time off. Um, we can't as athletes lose fitness in a matter of a week or two weeks. So that's the good news. Um, so that's something to really lean into that sometimes less is more and really listening to your gut and to your instinct and what you know, maybe, you know, what you should do rather versus like what you want to do. Right. I think sometimes the hardest decisions are the ones that we don't want to make. Right. It's like the decision to have to pause or rest or to not do something that we want to do. So really, really, really lean into that. Um, and I have to say like over the last three years specifically where I've really taken the, the approach of easy running and 80% of my runs are very easy. Um, I don't want to offend anyone with this statement, but one of, um, one of my, um, one of the girls that I train with, she calls my easy running, the slow Sarah shuffle. Um, and I say offend because it's actually, you know, the pace that I run is slow for me, but it's not slow for everyone. Right. But she's basically saying like, gosh, you run all of your like easy stuff. So slow compared to like how you race. And I think ultimately like over the last three years, that's what's kept me healthy too. So that's something to really lean into bringing down that intensity, leaning into like what your body needs. I know that my body loves the easy running and that I can hit workouts a little bit you know, easier or faster on Wednesdays, or I can race a little bit stronger when I need to. Um, so that's really exciting. And it's something to really think about as an athlete of, you know, are you listening to the cues that your body's giving you? Um, and that could also mean if you're training for something and you feel good and you're not feeling fatigued and your legs aren't feeling fatigued that you get to like up the ante a little bit in training. And that could mean in intensity, that could mean in miles, that could be in different ways that the long runs or the workouts are structured to set you up for success. Because ultimately like with every training cycle, you have to get to kind of shift things around to make your body, um, you know, have to figure out how to adapt to a new training cycle. And it's a really great way to be able to stress the body to do something magical on race day, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I think an important question that we ask is, and you need to ask this for yourself, how do you measure success? What does success look and feel like to you? Because going back to your example of easy running, Sarah, and I've fallen into this trap, I still fall into this trap. I did multiple weeks i don't even want to say times like multiple times per week i fell into this trap i fell into this trap on monday and i'm tapering for 100 miles this weekend of <laughs> of wanting to have a successful day yeah but not understanding how a successful day affects the grand scheme of my success being the completion of this race this weekend so on monday I ran too fast. I mean, I'm fine. My body's fine, but I ran too fast. My easy run, I got done. I looked at my watch. I'm like, man, I, I ran that like pretty hard and I could have definitely ran slower, but I literally just wanted the feeling of pushing myself that day because that is how yeah. I measured success on that day. 
But if it affected my ability to finish the race this weekend, which it won't, I'm going to finish the race. But what if it did? What if something happened and, and I had an issue this weekend as a direct result of my inability to measure success properly and have that perspective of what success looks like to me? So you have to be able to identify how you measure success and remind yourself of it on a regular basis. That is something that just to kind of add to the things that I've learned from running, it's that you're going to get caught up in the day-to-day very easily, and you're going to lose sight of what you're actually working for. I'm not working to exhaust myself every single day, although sometimes when I get into the rhythm and the flow of running, that's what I want to do. Like I want to push, I want to run fast, I want to feel what that feels like because it it really does become something that you enjoy. It's a, it's a feeling of, of release of endorphins. It's almost like, well, if I run my easy run too slow, I'm not going to have the endorphins of the run. And it's like, well, do you want the endorphins of the run, which will probably come anyways, or do you want the endorphins of achieving your goal and living up to that measurement of success? So that's important. And then the other thing just to add on to that is, you know, the idea of over-identifying with running and specific aspects of running can also affect how you perform and achieve and how that relates to your measurement of success. And, you know, if you need to take recovery at a specific point and you need to pull back on your training, it can be really hard. It's people struggle with taper because they identify with this athlete who they are. You are an athlete, but they identify with the grind of, let's say, a 12-week training cycle. And then that grind goes away because it's intentional so that your body can recover and perform on race day. But you've been stripped of a key part of your identity. I know I'm going to feel like this after after this ultra marathon. I'm going to need to recover. I'm going to have to recover. And I'm going to struggle because I have so heavily identified with my training over the past few months. I've loved it. It has fulfilled me and also provided so much for my life outside of running. Um, a peace of mind that has been really valuable at this time of my life. And because I have gotten so much out of it and identified so much with this stage of my life, I will struggle and I will want to train, but I need to recover. So understanding that you are not just a runner and you are not just in this training cycle that there are other areas of your life that you can invest in while your runner self is recovering and getting back to full form. And when we can properly identify with who we are as a whole person and then measure success around that vision for ourselves, that's when we can live a little bit happier and a little bit less stressed because I know sometimes uh, the pressure that I put on myself, myself can can uh, give me a little bit of unneeded, unwanted stress. Oh, yeah. I think we all do that, right? I think we all do that. Like when it's we're going into a race, the pressure of performing and doing it the way we want to do it, right? And we want to see a certain outcome. I think 
that's totally normal. And, you know, that, you know, post race sort of like let down, right? Like what's next? What do I do? I'm recovering. So I don't get to do all the things that, or the things that I identify with that make me happy. How do I flow through that? A lot of times they call that like marathon blues. It could be ultra blues, half marathon blues. It's real, right? Um, And there's so many fun things that you get to do in the recovery season. You know, my coach was really intentional with like after Chicago of giving me a few weeks and saying like, this is your time to do all the things you couldn't do um, or that you had to say no to when you were training. And I really, really want you to do them. And I don't want running to come first at all. Like really lean into all of those great things. Um, So maybe it's, you know, walking Kenzie a little bit longer or going for hikes or seeing friends that I didn't have time um, to see during training, um, going to concerts, things like that, staying out past my bedtime, like being able to like live a little, right. Um, which is fun in the moment. And then it's also in my experience, it's always fun to get back to the routine. Um, because I love it so much and I really, really just love running. Um, so I can totally relate to that Austin. And I think it's important too, to know that when you're in taper and when you are, let's say you do have a race coming up, but there is something very specific that you're going after. Um, like, you know, I'm racing the 10 K on Saturday. My workout tomorrow is in maintenance. It specifically says maintenance. Do not overrun paces, right? Will that bring me join the moment tomorrow to be on the track and like busting out some like, you know, 1200s ass? Of course. Is that going to just completely derail my race on Saturday? Absolutely. So like I have to stay intentional to what the paces are and the specifics of why they are set the way they're set. It's very similar to how I'm progressing, hopefully in the, in the race on Saturday. And I think it's really important for any athlete to know that when you are kind of prepping for something big to really try and hold back as much as you can. And I think it's also really important to know that like we all have days where we're going to need to blow off steam and like go for a run and just run the way that we want to run because that's what we need in that moment. And that's also totally okay. Um, A tip that I have for, let's say you have an easy run or you really do want to stay in that aerobic zone is I like to stay and start. I like to start my run very slow and then I progress into it so by the time I'm done it's maybe on like the faster end of my easy but my heart rate is still low and it brings me so much joy to be able to like progress an easy run I got to do it on Monday and um and it still brings the endorphins in a different way so invitation to try it if you're struggling with that um it also keeps you in the easy zone which is nice too so you stay healthy you're creating a lot of fitness you're creating a really strong engine in the body and all of those great things. We talk all about easy running on episode that was episode 25 of the podcast. So um, with that, it leads me to my second point for today, which is embracing the journey. So you get to stay true to your why always the why behind running the why behind why your training, why you're running, why you're doing what you're doing. And everyone has a different why it's, you know, you get to look at it like it's your North star and it guides you in those moments of maybe a heavy training cycle. Maybe the motivation is really low. 
maybe you're feeling like the winter blahs and you don't want to get outside and the treadmill is just not what you want to lean into for the day. Remembering the why behind it is always so critical. Um, and it's such a great way in my experience to bring like the peace back to it. Um, today was a great example for me. Like I had eight miles and I wasn't really like excited to get out there because I knew I needed and got to run a lot later in the day. And I love running in the morning. Um, but we had pretty cool temperatures and I also didn't want to run on the treadmill. So I was being a little picky today. Um, but I, you know, thought about the why behind why am I training? Why do I like to run? What is going to bring me the joy, um, by running outside and waiting until later in the day. Um, and that really like got me back into the mindset. Um, but we get to embrace the journey. We get to embrace, you know, the happiness and the joy and the working hard that running and training can bring. We also get to embrace the fact that it's going to create a lot of peaks and valleys, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And that is part of the process. You know, I took a team to Houston a few weeks ago to race in what should have been a very fast day for everyone. <laughs> and it turned out to be a very slow day for the majority of the team. And as a coach, you know, that was really, really tough to see athletes like crying at the finish line and feeling so defeated and feeling like all their hard work didn't pay off. Um, but at the same time, like those low lows where you just feel like maybe it's at a race or maybe it's at a workout and you just feel like things aren't connecting, right? You're putting in the work, you're not seeing the results um, or your body is feeling really fatigued or whatever it is for you, because we're all going to have different types of lows. Like know that if you do consistently show up and you're able to flow through it, like at some point you're going to get back to those highs, highs, which I know make us motivated to keep going. I know they make me motivated to keep going. The lows are really tough. Um, for sure. I think we can all say that we want more highs and lows, right? I think anyone who's human would say that, but you know, leaning into the lows and knowing that they're going to make us stronger. We're going to learn so much about ourselves in those moments. And that really, if an effort is there in something that's turning out to be totally different outcome than what you were anticipating, it's still a deposit into your overall running bank. And that's a huge win too. So it's flipping the script in your mind about what was created and maybe the expectations just shifted on that day or that week or that season and running. Um, so anytime you kind of fall into, you know, the lows or finding that motive, you know, trying to find that motivation, just really embracing the journey and knowing that we're all in it together and we all are going through it. And it is part of running. It's also part of life, right? And if we didn't have, you know, the yin and the yang, we wouldn't get to experience all the great things that we get to experience with running. Yeah. You did a really great job of outlining kind of like you know, the, the day to day, the training cycle to training cycle, like this is the reality of it is it's not easy, but it's really rewarding. And I would just encourage anybody, you know, if you've, if you've identified something in your life, whether it be a goal or an activity that you think you want to pursue, but you're worried about it and it like kind of scares you. And maybe you 
are concerned about the lows or maybe you don't believe that you can achieve the highs, that's what you need to pursue. That's the thing that you legitimately need to run towards. So, you know, it leads into my third point. The third thing that I wish I knew before I started running, but I'm also happy that running has taught me, which is that in running and in life, you will do more than you ever imagined, but it's all a direct result of your hard work. And then the word that really rings true with what Sarah was just discussing is persistence. You have to stay persistent and consistent. I love those two words. Love that they rhyme. <laughs> persistent <laughs> Me too. and consistent. And, you know, consistency sounds easy until things get hard. And you have to overcome obstacles. And that's where we can begin to lean on persistence which is pushing through and doing what you need to do no matter what and refusing to quit. Something that I've had kind of like in the back of my mind uh, for a long time, really, it was just a random thought that I had on a random run. But that's another beauty of running is some things come to you that otherwise would have never come into your mind if you weren't a runner and you didn't get out there into the world and just let your body be free. And your mind wonder and discover things about yourself. But the thought that came into my mind was in all things, you need to have the courage to start and the resilience to finish. So have the courage to begin something that scares you. If some goal that you have in running or if running in and of itself scares you, have the courage to do it. And do it with consistency. And then when it inevitably gets hard, when you're pursuing a goal and roadblocks come up and you hit speed bumps and a tire falls off and you don't know what to do next, have the resilience to finish the job that you set out to do and achieve that goal no matter how long it takes. That is what persistence looks like. And that is where you discover the true strength that you have as a person to achieve whatever you want to achieve. It's not going to be easy and you don't know how long it's going to take, but if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to be persistent, you can do it. And that is something that running has taught me, but also that maybe I wish I would have known a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like, you get to also ask for help when you're in those situations too, right? If you are feeling like, you know, it's creating more work or it's hard or you're finding that you are hitting a roadblock or a tire is falling off, like ask for help. And that could mean, you know, asking um, friends to run with you. It could be empowering yourself to, um, you know, listen to more podcasts and read more books to understand more about training or more about um, running fundamentals, which really will help you maybe understand um, the roadblock that you're getting into. But it's so, so important to, you know, align yourself with really great people who will lift you high and love and support you and tell you that you got this. Like, because we all do and we all get in our own way and we all are sometimes, you know, self-sabotaging what we can create. But, you know, 
if you can also talk to yourself, like you're talking to one of your best friends and that'll kind of hopefully help you flow through like a hard or tough moment or season in, um, in running, but it is so much more, you know, running is so much more than actual running, right? We get to create so many awesome experiences. We get to create awesome memories with friends and at races and through training and the people that we get to meet through social media. Um, And it just creates the sense of community and belonging. And I think ultimately that's what we all want as humans, don't we? Like we just want to belong. We want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to be lifted high. You know, that's something I strive for as a coach. And ultimately where that came from is like, that's what I need as a human. That's what I want as a human. And um, to be able to give that, it's something that I also want to receive back. And it's really, really powerful when you are in relationships where that happens and that occurs. And I know for me right now as a master's runner and I have, you know, an average of, I don't know, maybe I have three years left. Who knows? Who knows how much time I have left before I start to slow down. But I also know there are moments where I'm, you know, training with my team on Wednesday mornings. I'm having conversations with my coach or, you know, I get to see my running friends out on a long run or on a training run. And I, this thought has come to my mind quite a bit lately. It's like, this is the time this is my time right now. This is going to be the time when I look back and think that was a really great point in my life of having the connection, having the community, having the friends, um, having a running group, all of those things matter. It's so important. And ultimately, you know, all of that really great goodness that's formed in all of these different areas, hopefully will make you like a happier, healthier athlete, human, which will hopefully also create a domino effect where your happiness and joy and your awesome energy radiates to your spouse or your children or your neighbors or your coworkers. And it's this, hopefully it's a fast, but it could be just a slow domino effect of just goodness that's going out in the world because um, I'm a big believer that that is what we get to do as, as runners, but also that we also need a lot of that right now in the world. And it's also why I got into coaching because it's just so fun to be able to see, you know, someone get so excited about hitting a goal, meeting a goal, crushing a race, um, having a hard moment and flowing through it and seeing all that positivity come from what we call running. Yeah. That's a question for everybody. Why do you run? And it's really not a matter of why you started, because I think we all start for potentially like weird reasons. I don't think we start an activity understanding that it perfectly aligns with our values and that it's exactly what we need at that point in our lives. We typically start for um, pretty low level reasons. Like maybe you're starting because you want to lose a few pounds or maybe you're starting because you know, you need some me time and running is the most accessible activity that you can do. It's not a matter of why you started. It's a matter of why you continue to do it, why you continue to feel pulled to that activity. And it aligns directly with your values. It's a matter of who you are 
and who you want to be. And if running were just about, you know, activity and, and burning some calories and getting a little bit faster, we would not have a podcast on it. We would not make posts on social media about it. it. We talk about running and we invest so heavily in such a simple activity because it gives us more than we could ever have imagined when we first began. Yeah, it gives us so much and we it's something that we get to be grateful for and um and something that we get to, you know, understand that we get to do it, right? It's something that we get to do. So going to my third point or my last point for today, running may ebb and flow in and out of your life, but it'll always be there when you're ready for it. And I think that's really important because you know, there are going to be seasons in life where it doesn't necessarily align with what you're doing and what you want to create and what you have time for and what's filling your cup. And I think that it doesn't mean that you're never going to run again. I think it means that it's just a season where you get to reprioritize or prioritize other things and kind of know that like when the time is right, you'll get back to it. And I took a break for seven years and I got back into it five years ago and like with consistent running. And what I remember is once I got back into it and there was this consistent schedule that I thought, oh, this is what I've been missing. And that's a really good thing, right? When you get back to it, you're ready for it. You're hungry for it. You want to get out there and like have those endorphins and create the community, create different running groups, attend different events, um, and, you know, maybe race, maybe not race, maybe just do it for the joy and the love that you have for it. And, you know, create goals around what you want to create in this season, but also as you grow and lean into it and become a stronger athlete, you can, you know, set goals appropriately like the sky is the limit you get to create anything that you want to put your mind and heart into austin is a great example of that we have a hundred miles coming up here like soon (laughs) this week 48 hours if you're listening to the podcast on release day yeah 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 and i (laughs) i i'm not doing this this weekend only to say that i ran 100 miles like I want this to be so little about me and so much more about the people who are there for this event. The people that I get to, when I think about and get excited about this weekend, I don't think about running mile whatever by myself in the woods. I think about the aid station and coming into that aid station and seeing the people who are spending their weekend to support me and to just connect with each other. I was at a friend's ultra marathon a few weeks ago and it was like a great primer for for what this weekend is going to be and it was just a special environment and i think you know if if there were one like overarching thing that i would have never understood before getting into running it's that community is everything and it's the most fulfilling mm-hmm. part of this all is just understanding that we're all connected and the fact that we can connect 
through something that we love and that we're all equal parts like gaining value from. And that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm I'm really excited to to share it. And I hope that the ideas and the thoughts that I have throughout those 100 miles can stick with me a little bit. Um, and, and that I can share some of those things because there's going to be a lot of, of thoughts and self-discovery that can happen over 24 hours of moving forward. Oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. I mean, how many ideas and, um, and creative things have you thought about on an hour run and now you get to do it, you know, for maybe 24 times that, which is incredible. And it's going to be really exciting to see not only your the community that you've built become that much stronger this weekend, but also, you know, testing your mind, testing your body. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to have so many great things that are going to come out of this weekend. And it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next week, um, next week's podcast release, we will, we'll break it all down. Uh, we'll reflect on it. I'll, I'll yeah. kind of do my best to, to walk our listeners through like, what it feels like to run 100 miles, but also um, some of the things that that I've take that I take away from this event. I'm really excited, um, Sarah. You mentioned earlier. Yeah, I will put out in my Instagram at Austin Myers 12. I'll put out uh, the tracking information, and I'll also have um, some some people helping out with my social media to kind of share throughout the race where we're at, what things are looking like, um, and just what's going out, what's going down in Huntsville, Texas, uh, this weekend, the weather will be better than we have had, uh, this week so far. I think the whole country, maybe with the exception of Arizona, where Sarah's headed is frozen over. Um, but we should come down from our, um, winter weather conditions for a pretty good event this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. But this has been an awesome episode. I know Sarah and I really enjoy sharing not just like how you can become a better runner, but how you can appreciate running better. And that's what we did in this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Sarah, where can our listeners connect with you and the Elevate Your Running brand? Instagram and Twitter at Elevate Your Running and at Sarah. S-A-Y-R-A-H runs happy. Thanks everyone for listening this week. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next time.